Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk, home of Lou Gowen. Support Wrestle Talk, whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is, quote the Raven. Nevermore. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it. Bro. But you really should support Wrestle Talk and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ali told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ali. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Make sure you watch and listen to Wrestle Talk. Or better yet, take just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory. Do us all a favor and subscribe. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support. Thanks. Hello. <coughs> Hello. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Why? That's me, but I'm just testing it out. Oh, I see. That's me shouting stuff in the opposite direction of the microphone, but then being really intimate and up close, right close to the microphone, so you can get all the little sounds of my mouth. Mm. ASMR. Would you like... Maybe one day I should do a whole intro like this. <laughs> uh, for mine and Chopper Pete Quinnell's review of Hobson Shaw, which everyone should go and check out on ScreenStalker, in the more emotional, serious bits where we talk about the themes of family on the movie, we just do it all in a Jason Statham accent. Oh, yeah? Yeah, through sort of the whisper intense voice I was so thrown off by you doing your terrible introduction that I actually didn't even do my bit how the devil are you hello Swaff Nation and hello to you Oliver Davis how the devil are you very well yeah good would you like to hear some updates on Super Chats well updates or are we when is when is the closing point to the pit to the poll so Tuesday is when the poll ends right. a link to it can be found in the show notes if you haven't had your voice heard yet currently it is 66% in favour of keeping the super chats in the podcast and I also want to point out that it is only 765 people have voted and I know that there are not to brag, thousands upon thousands upon thousands more than actually listen to the show, which means that I don't think that many people actually care. Either yeah, could way. be, could be. Yeah, um, but I, I, I feel like that this conversation has just opened up the floodgates, mm. and it's just from this people started to demonise you for doing the iTunes reviews. I've taken this person, which you have taken the knock with, and then I got this tweet from uh, Jackie, who says, "Please stop the super chats. Can you just keep them on YouTube? Between the intros and outros and the super chats, over the half of the episode is devoted to idle chatter instead of what I came to listen to. So Jackie doesn't even want the intros and outros either. I just feel like we've really opened oh up the podcast to getting rid of everything on the show. 
Um, and Oliver also got in touch to say that that 34% is still a third of your audience that you actively dislike the portion of the podcast and you need to listen to what they have to say. Yeah, but 64%, 66% have said they really... Like, we look, the, the way we're doing the poll is majority wins. Yes. I think that's quite fair. I think that's quite fair as well. And, and again, so everyone who has been sending in suggestions on how to position them, releasing them in a different podcast, putting them at the end, moving the whole show around, it is, we are in or we're out. We are teaming them in or we're taking them out. And then that is, that's the final thing on the matter. Yeah, we're not going to have a no deal scenario. No. I'm going to just randomly find a lot of money in case yeah. of this. Super chats mean super chats. <laughs> uh, this comes in from Daniel, who was um, the one who suggested that we only have one question per person, which we said was unmanageable. Mm. Uh, he wanted to clarify. He said, I just, think, uh, it, I just think it shouldn't be the same people being read out. Say Dave has one read out, then whoever is reading them, I think, shouldn't read another from that person. You often get them saying Dave has messaged again. So that's what I mean by keeping it to one message per person. I just don't think that's manageable for us. It's also unfair if they have other questions they want to ask. Yeah. Um, we've also had in this from Dave who says hello Luke I've been listening ever since uh, the first Wrestle Ramble podcast and I must admit I do not like the super chats when they first came in as I'm not able to listen live but they've grown on me and I now think they're fine you guys probably interact with your fan base more than any other wrestling podcast out there and that's what makes it such a good show some of the super chats are nonsense and aren't directly about the topic you're speaking about at times but that's fine it doesn't bother me like you said that's where timestamps are there for and you're the only guy uh drive and if you're the only guy driving perhaps walk instead love you all except blake ham that's from dr dave we can all agree that blake ham is a piece of crap so we, maybe we should do that as a pod poll as well <laughs> is blake ham a piece of crap 100 percent yes yeah someone did say uh, as a suggestion which i quite like was to try and structure super chats in that we pose a question of the day like we do on wrestle talk news episodes mm. and then get people to answer it based on that hopefully that should then make the super chats a bit more targeted as opposed to people quote-unquote getting themselves over which I, it's a common complaint i hear about the super chats i was looking because like someone got in touch in a, in a separate way uh so the stream labs which is are you familiar with this I, i'm not familiar with the name it's so super chats are great youtube do take half of the money there oh. which is which is a bit of a pain yeah scandalous it's a lot for them to take. It's a lot. But Streamlabs is one where I think it's it's a much better split. It's like 95% goes to us. Do YouTube phrase that as like, we're paying you? Uh, yeah, 50 you get to it. do super chats, you lucky thing. Well, no, it's like, do you remember when Patreon put out that post oh, where they yeah. said, at present, we pay uh, Patreon users 90%. It's like, no, 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 you take 10% mm. of what we make. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's all semantics. <laughs> But Streamlabs has the thing where comments flash up on the screen. Mm. So I don't know if maybe we Which had we did like talk a, about at one point. Yeah, yeah, like maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe below a certain amount just flash up on the screen and we don't answer them. But like people could be like, oh, look, you know, it's it's gone on the screen. They're there. Yeah, and then and maybe peak curates it a bit more. Well, that's it. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but then, but then, like over a certain amount, we actually address. So it should, in theory, cut down the super chats. Mm -hmm. Best of all the worlds. I don't know, but then we can't control the the quality of those. Yes, yeah, we're still thinking. Abraham, thank you very much for your feedback. But again, we're not taking suggestions on how to like move them around onto the podcast because that really was like you should do the out. Like he was suggesting, put the intro and outro into one space and then do the. 
um, podcast, the Super Chats right at the end. That's just a long outro. That's just a long intro. (laughs) Yeah. And the intros are meant to be short for a reason. Um, uh, this one comes in from Roberto. says, Hi, Luke, Ollie, Fakedor, and everyone else. I've been a podswapter for a while now since it was name redacted. I'd like your input on the product as I compare with other podcasts to my uh, supplements of my own on it. As a whole, I don't have a problem with the Super Chats. They reflect the minds of the SWAF nation, and generally I'm okay with that. The problem is I ha- uh, have is with the structure. Um, and this is where we come in with uh, more suge- suggestions mm. of changes. I know the $25 Patreon backers are important for the bottom line, but when you announce them in the breaks it breaks the flow of the show it's like guys we just want do you want the super chats in or not let's not start criticizing other portions yes of it. uh what i suggest is to spread the super chats between themes what i mean is from segments of raw smackdown oh, nxt geez. and do the shout outs at the beginning or the end of the show keep up the consistently consistent work you do your puerto rican friend rob yeah that's not gonna work either unfortunately that but thank you everyone who's emailed in with suggestions um a lot of these we've already thought about yes. and, and have agreed won't work, but, you know, th- thank you. Yes, thank you very much. We're going to dive into the main show itself, and then afterwards we're going to talk about the things we'd really like to talk about in this, which is Rusev Hazen Get Better. Yeah. Uh, but we are going to be talking about the craziness of SummerSlam. Here's the show. It's brought to you by Screenstalker, kind of. Screenstalkers, of course, our movie and video games channel. We love it ever so much. We have Melina playing Smash Bros. on there this Super week. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. They were very distracted by the Nintendog. Yes, that was a big distraction. You uh, had an epic fail montage and review of Disney's Lion King remake. Oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't like either the game or the movie. One of my favourite things we've made <laughs> in the, probably this year. And yesterday, me and Chopper Pequenel reviewed The Rock's new movie, Hobson Shaw, with Roman Reigns in. Do you want a, do you want a spoiler? I heard that he doesn't do a great deal. He doesn't have a single line. And he was caught by the acting <clears throat> bug. It's a non-verbal role. Mm. Ooh, he actually, does that at least. I actually read that uh, The Rock didn't even know he was auditioning for the movie. Oh, wow. For so he's gone people, in on his own merit. For those people crying nepotism. Mm. Apparently The Rock didn't even know. Well, go over to Screen Stalker, subscribe there, press the thumbs up button, watch our review of Hobson Shaw from yesterday, and all the other great videos that have gone up this week. Because let's be honest... They're all great. They're all... They're, they're all great I'm videos. I'm proud of them. <laughs> I, it has been a lot of fun. Yes, uh, but SummerSlam, it is somehow eight days away. Yeah, right? It's an early SummerSlam. Is it? Yeah, I feel like SummerSlam is more mid-August. Yeah, I suppose that actually, that sounds when right. 19th of August but it's, is when so I it's, feel it's like it should be. seven days early then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a more existential crisis I'm having of just time running away from me. Yes, it doesn't feel like it's, you know... Next sat- next Sunday, even. You know, you know why I might feel that way, though. Why is that, Oliver Davis? It's because WWE haven't really spoken about it. Well, no, yeah, the Raw reunion was essentially a show where they didn't do any build for SummerSlam whatsoever. So now we're doing this sort of frantic build towards the show. And if anything, if all this news that's come out this week is anything to go by, next week is going to be full of crazy last-minute additions here. But like, not just last-minute additions major last-minute additions. Huge, huge, huge stuff. And we're going to talk about why we think that is shortly. Let's just say the already announced matches so far. Please. Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. A match they actually made me interested in this week Mm -hmm. because that episode of Raw was so good, particularly that beatdown angle. 
Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Yes, please, mate. Again, they did great work this week building it up with that fantastic Randy Orton interview video package. Becky Lynch versus Natalia for the Raw Women's Championship. <laughs> I think it'll be a fun match. Yep. But they haven't even announced the proper stipulation yet. That submission match tease yes. will likely be confirmed on Monday. Yes. So that's, you know, that's the go-home show where you're confirming and revealing this big angle, really. Bailey versus Ember Moon. SmackDown Women's Championship. Who took a clean pinfall loss this week. Yeah, which, which is probably beneath the true women's main event, Trish Stratus versus Charlotte. That's a huge match. You know what? I'm actually really stoked for that match as well. It's a big marquee name match. You know, Trish Stratus coming back, taking on Charlotte Flair. That's going to presumably shift some tickets. Yeah. But it that's that was only set up on Tuesday. Yes. There was nothing before that, I'm really. Rage, I, I bet you it was meant to be done at Raw Reunion. Mm. I reckon it was supposed yeah. to be, yeah, but Trish couldn't be there for Instagram or something. Then we've got Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon uh, with an I quit stipulation for Owens if he loses, which, in fairness, has been built up for at least four weeks. Yeah, they've been That's doing a, a really good solid job on that. Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Also, that has been set up for a, a couple of weeks now. It was before yep. Raw Reunion. So this whole pay-per-view cycle, really. Good job on that. I'm really, really excited for that match. Oh, yeah. Plus, you can almost argue that match has been building. Not that match, but The Fiend's in-ring debut. Since WrestleMania. Well, the day after WrestleMania. Yeah. So I'm, I'm stoked. So good job building there. And AJ Styles versus Ricochet for the United States title. Again, something they've been building this whole pay-per-view cycle, and they've turned AJ heel. He's got the OC faction. Good job there. So mm -hmm. those three matches, well done. All the others, you know, I'm, I'm now excited about them, but it's only really been this week yeah. that you've managed to do that. Now here come all the other reported matches. Well, so one of these was announced this week, which was The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. Now, when this feud started, Meltzer reported that match is not happening. It's going to be a TV feud, but it's not going to lead to a SummerSlam match. Then it got announced this week that it is a SummerSlam match, and Meltzer is calling it a red herring because this week it's actually going to be announced it's Dolph Ziggler versus Goldberg. That's the match that's going to be at SummerSlam. So we're having a returning Goldberg six days before the show actually happens. That is... Like, a, it feels like... Okay, usually I would say that's a panic move by WWE. But by all accounts, this has been in the works for a while. Yes. It's obviously off the back of Goldberg and Undertaker having that really disappointing last four minutes to their five-minute match. Mm -hmm. I loved the first minute. I thought <laughs> it was great. But it's maybe it's part of a, a different strategy now, where a WWE don't really care about building most of their matches in the, for, for the whole four-week period. They want the most excitement, the most momentum for that last week. The go-home show. Yeah. So typically, where the go-home show would be used to give an, a, a really enticing angle for a feud you've been building for ages, it looks now like, rather than that angle, it's just... A match announcement. Yes, which we're going to come on to on the next one as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to add here that I'm actually taking this with a pinch of salt Ooh. on this one. I, I kind of I agree with what you're saying, that maybe this is just WWE are doing, not panic booking, but it's by design panic booking to kind of like give you just a very short burst of like, oh, my God, this match is happening and now it's happening. But it just feels so late in the day to be announcing this. And I wonder if, because the word has gotten out, 
they're not going to do it now mm. and they'll just stick with Dolphin and Miz and, and that will be the direction they go in which I wouldn't put past them by the way did you hear how Meltzer came about this story tell it because this plays into why I think it might not happen okay so Brian Alvarez a couple of weeks ago or last week said that it's going to be Dolph versus Goldberg but I don't think he said on a show that Meltzer was on plus it was speculatively it's It's because Dolph kept on mentioning mentioning Goldberg's name in promos and because Brian Alvarez said that some websites misquoted Dave Meltzer as reporting it's going to be Goldberg versus Dolph at SummerSlam. So Brian, Mel- Brian Alvarez speculates became Dave, Dave Meltzer, Meltzer reported. Report. And then, so a few websites reported that. And then Brad Shepard got on his high horse because he reported with his quote-unquote inside sources, massive air quotes, that it's going to be Dolph versus Miz. And he then got on his high horse to Dave Meltzer and said, ha-ha, you're an effing idiot, told you your report was wrong. And Dave was like, I never reported this. Yeah. But off the back of that, he then asked around and found out that, yeah, it is going to be Dolph versus Goldberg. And he was like, oh, well, actually, thank you for giving me the little tip off. I wouldn't have asked otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Meltzer apparently calls up his sort, like uh, one of the people that in WWE that replies to him and said, oh, so what's going on with Goldberg? And <laughs> they go, how do you know about Goldberg? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I didn't know about I didn't Goldberg. Know about Goldberg. <laughs> now I do. <laughs> so that's, that is why... I think it also could be a rib on Meltzer. That's, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It could just be a way because WWE, for the last two years, have been on a real tirade. They've been essentially using Bischoff's podcast, not Bischoff, uh, Pritchard's podcast, and essentially now Bischoff's podcast, to badmouth Meltzer's reporting and try and make him look as wrong as possible. Mm. Like, that's essentially Pritchard's podcast's only role is to try and downplay the reporting of Dave Meltzer. Yeah. He's not right all the time, nope. Dave Meltzer, but he's right most of the time and way more than anyone else. Yes. Give the man his credit. He's, he's an absolute phenomenon of, of germ, journalism. I was going to say, opinion. even if he gets this one wrong, which I'm almost fully expecting uh-huh. he does, he did actually report the rest of the card correctly earlier than everyone else. Including? Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. So apparently, the person who attacked Roman Reigns is Daniel Bryan. It's not Buddy Murphy. It's not Samoa Joe. It's not even Kayla Braxton. It was Roman Reigns. No. No, sorry. It was. <laughs> hey. Roman Reigns screwed Roman Reigns. Sorry. It was Daniel Bryan who was the one who pushed the box over. And this is to tie into his big career-altering announcement. He's going to the heights he's never been to before. The actual top of the card. Feuding with an actual star. And, yeah, and that's why he's not been saying anything. So, that's... That's apparently where the storyline is going. And to your point of this sort of like, not so much hot shots booking in sort of like this last week, who attacked Roman Reigns to me feels like that should be a four week storyline with then the big reveal of it was me, Roman. And you have sort of, you play four weeks of investigative who ran, it'd be like if we did who ran over Stone Cold Steve Austin and then the next week it was, it was Rikishi. Or the next week after John Cena gets fired, turns back up again mm, yeah they would this never, company has previous they would never do a thing like that mm. so yeah i would have thought that Ro- who attacked roman reigns to be a longer standing storyline but apparently we're just going to find out this week and it was daniel bryan yeah so while a daniel bryan versus roman reigns match is actually very exciting i just it's i, I don't want either guy to lose like roman should really still have a lot of momentum off his comeback from cancer but it has, it's kind of been flattened out. And Daniel Bryan has just been AWOL for about a month since losing the tag titles at Extreme Rules. Yeah. 
So he needs a win too. So just putting them together all of a sudden, I don't think is the... You just book yourself into a corner, you know? Absolutely. It is unfortunate on that one. Uh, the other match that has already been announced that we didn't uh, list previously was Alistair Black versus Sami Zayn. That was confirmed this week. Was it confirmed or did Sami sure. just say, I'm pretty sure I it's challenge on him? WWE.com's list when I was looking at it earlier. Okay. You, you feel for time while okay. I look. Well, then the other ones that reported, because at the moment there are no tag matches officially announced for the card, so obviously that's going to change. Meltzer said that the women's tag match is going to be the Iconics versus Fire and Desire versus the Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Which totally makes sense because Alexa Bliss pinned Ember Moon on Tuesday, which should set them up for a tag title shot. Yeah, and, and you'd expect Bliss and Cross to get those belts. I was being sarcastic for podcast listeners. You couldn't see the face I put. <laughs> uh, Drew Gulak versus Only Lorkin to have a 205 Live Cruiserweight title match on there. Drew McIntyre versus Cedric Alexander, which has been built. You're absolutely right. Uh, Alistair Black versus Sami Zayn is not on WWE.com at the time of this recording. Yeah, so I, I imagine it will be accepted on yeah. SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. on Tuesday Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ali for the Intercontinental title which was set up on Smackdown this week with Ali getting a shock win and then you've got 24-7 title skits in addition to that and the men's tag matches yes I reckon they might just schmoz those together have the OC versus the New Day as a Champion versus champion. Match. Say that for SummerSlam when it's the one night of the year. No, sorry, it's SummerSlam. Keep saying series. the wrong words. What is wrong with you? It's because I haven't had lunch. Um, I I I reckon that we're not going to get any tag title matches, with the exception of the women's one that might get added. Although it, at the moment it's a WWE.com feud, so I don't know how really important that is. Um, I don't think we're going to get a a Raw tag title defense or a SmackDown tag title defense. They'll just be in the respective corners of their guys. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, hopefully not. Because without either men's tag matches and no 24-7 title skits, that is 15 matches right there. But it is a six-hour show. And I don't know if that's six hours not including the two-hour pre-show. So four-hour main card, two-hour pre-show. Well, so it's either going to be, yeah, four-hour main card and a two-hour pre-show or a two-hour pre-show and a six-hour main show, which is what WrestleMania was, right? Yeah, and it was too long, WWE. But they don't care. They don't care if it's too long. Oh, my God. So we could, we could be looking at an eight-hour show overall. It's the biggest party of the summer where you just fall asleep the because you drunk too much summer. beer and you're in the sun. But do you know what? Why don't you join us? Because we're going to be live streaming the event and maybe that'll be a way to kind of keep people going. Although you will see us go into our lull. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the WrestleMania stream did go into a real period where we just sort of stopped talking for a bit. Didn't really say much. Dead eyes. Dead eyes turned to the screen. And everyone in the chat was like, God, guys, come on, say something. We're trying to watch you here. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, yeah. It was during the Roman Drew match. Yeah, that, one, that saw me off that did. <laughs> well... Uh, yeah, so join us on Sunday. We'll also be doing the NXT TakeOver on Saturday. It'll be me and you as well, yeah, right? Because Laurie's away. Dream Team. You're doing an NXT ramble for nerds and for marks. Well, I d it's weird because usually that's my safe space. <laughs> I'll wake up on the Sunday morning and I'll watch NXT TakeOver, just kick back and really enjoy it, not have to make any notes. Yep. This time I will. Uh, 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you've got to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers on Patreon at any dollar amount and leave it in the community section. Label it mailbag, otherwise I may miss it. And we have got so, so many questions that unfortunately, once again, crap gimmicks has been shelved. Don't worry, Dan. We're not phasing them out, nor Lewis. We're not phasing them out. So we've got too many mailbag questions. Yeah. There are currently 15 pages, uh, A4 pages on our Google Doc of mailbag questions. So we're going to try and get through as many of them as we possibly can for the next 20 minutes. Maybe we'll find another way to include crap gimmicks. Maybe that becomes a WrestleTalk News thing and people can vote yeah. which one they like the most. Maybe. Yeah. As this comes in from Nate's Drop Surname, who has suggested some names for our WrestleDog. If you want them. Wrestle Dog in, in theory. It's our, our, our theoretical Wrestle Dog that we're yes. going to get. If you didn't see our SmackDown ramble, I think it was on the SmackDown show, we're thinking about getting a Wrestle Dog for the studio, um, and that'll be fun. Our very own Brulee. Exactly. From Queer Eye. Um, so the, the name suggestions are Bobby Leashley. Good. Xavier Woofs. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Porstin. The mm. man's best friend, Barky Lunch. Barky Lynch. I keep saying lunch when I say Becky That's Lynch. That's not very good. Barky Lunch. <laughs> yeah. Or Barky Lynch. Seth Growlins. The Rough Ivel. That's good. Yeah, and of course, the WrestleDog Experience. Well, that's the winner. Experience. <laughs> WrestleDog Experience. I, uh, I like... Um, no, I, I like Seth Growlins and the Rough Ivel. Good about the Poor Raiders. Oh, there you go. The Poor Experience. Um, Psycho, uh, David Psycho Sydney says, in regards to the introduction song for AEW's new TV mm. show, I'm thinking TNT by ACDC. Lyrics, because I'm TNT, I'm Dynamite. The show is on TNT, and it's likely going to have Dynamite in the title. TNT, and I'll win the fight with WWE. Uh, I'm a power load. Watch me explode. Referring to the action on screen. I think it's a perfect fit, especially how it builds at the beginning. Used to love the song on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 for the PS2. Plus, I think ACDC is Vince or Triple H's favorite band, which is another shot from AEW. I I almost hope that it's an original song. I I want that as well, yeah. Uh, Sung by Randy Newman. (laughs) You got a friend in me. It's just a gun punch of guys. 
having a lovely time wrestling. Is that what you want him to do? Lovely time with the boys. Owen Newton says, is it me, or are there three or more four faction teams on the main roster at the moment? The Club, the Vortex, the New Day, the Revival. Okay, so it's not as many as I thought, but could WWE be heading to a traditional Survivor Series? Or just a more faction-based way of telling stories, which I, I much prefer. Like, I love how you have these little gangs and groups. It was a huge part of the Attitude Era, huge part of Japanese wrestling and the way they tell their stories. So I, I hope so. I think it does seem to be going that way, especially the ending to this week's Raw, where Samoa Joe was aligned with the OC and you had, uh, who was it, the Usos with Roman just hanging about. So, yeah, I, I really hope so. I think we're going to have, I've, I've been saying this prediction for a while, Team Roman versus Team Shane, or actually maybe now it'll be Team Owens versus Team Shane, with the stipulation that Shane is gone forever if his team loses. Mm. You get... Owens and Roman and probably the New Day versus Drew and Joe and whatever. Yeah. Who else is in the Vortex? Uh, Brad Lloyd says, Hi guys, recently I've been re-watching Raw from 1998 and it made me wonder something. Would Stone Cold be booed by the crowd if he was in today's product? Hear me out. At almost in the end of every Stone Cold match, he comes out and stunners the participants and every show is built around him. So do you think, fan, today's smarky environment, he would be booed for being the company boy and shoved down our throats? It's an interesting one. When me and Luke do the Wrestle Ramble Extra podcasts where we review old pay-per-views, and it's generally from the Attitude Era, it's, it is quite creatively stifling how many times there'll be this great match between Kurt Angle. You know, the Armageddon is a yes. classic example of this. Six-man Hell in a Cell match. Everyone kills each other. Rikishi takes, you know... The push. Yeah, the force push off the, the force cell. push. And Kurt Angle is bleeding a gusher. There's this wonderful image of just everyone exhausted in the middle of the ring. Austin's music hits, walks down, stunners a few people. He stands tall. Now, well, Austin, won, Austin was in the match. Oh, yeah. It's, it's Kurt Angle wins, but Stone Cold is the one that stands tall at the end. My favorite example of it is um, Survivor Series 1998, where the main event was The Rock versus Mankind, and Rock wins the title, but Stone Cold's team Austin stands tall at the end of the show. Yeah. I don't know if we would have booed him, though. No, the reason why we didn't, and the reason why we wouldn't, is because we liked him. Yeah. And we, we, wouldn't, be, we wouldn't have booed Roman being, quote-unquote, shoved down our throats, because we liked him. Becky Lynch was effectively shoved down our throats when she was going through her WrestleMania push. We weren't booing her, because we liked her. Yeah, like, if, if it was CM Punk being pushed at the top genuinely... I don't think anyone would have turned on him. Daniel Bryan in the Yesomania. Exactly. He was shoved. Yeah. He was on. He was all over the shows, but we didn't because we liked Daniel Bryan. You might get, you might go like, oh god, I wish they would let someone else stand tall at the end of a show for mm. once because that's a genuine critical yeah. element of the Attitude Era. But then you'd just watch Austin cut a promo. And you'd be like, oh, God damn it, he's amazing. So good. Yeah. Uh, do you want an update on the Wrestle Ramble Extra August poll? Chat me up. So uh, the poll for Wrestle Ramble Extra August is now live. As you'd imagine, it's quite SummerSlam heavy. However, it is Sorry, not... Sorry, Phil Stopford. It is not a SummerSlam... Well, Stopford uh, suggested one. He suggested SummerSlam 02. Oh, okay. Uh, which has got 11% of the vote currently. 2005 has got 14% of the vote. Which is, I need to remind myself which match that was. Now. Yeah, because I know. Oh, that's uh, Michael Hogan. Of course, we yeah. can talk about the selling. Yes, but currently in the lead, it's NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 1 huh. with Sasha Banks versus Bailey. That'll be a fun show to yeah. rewatch. Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens yeah. in a ladder match main event. Wow. Yeah. 
Fun times. So yeah, that's currently in the lead. So head on over to Patreon if you want to get involved with that. That was really the start of the NXT. That's, that's what I said in my yeah. description, yeah. Do you know that? Uh, it also features um, uh, Samoa Joe's debut. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tattoo Coopman says, after hearing that AEW very much wants to do a video game in the future, what wrestling game would you like it to be? I'd be keen for an updated version of N- uh, N64's No Mercy. Honestly, I'd probably still play that game even if they updated the roster. Huh. But you can do that because there are modded versions of No Mercy readily available with today's products that you can easily download. In fact, not even just today's WWE products, all wrestling products. You can get an Impact one or a uh, New Japan version. Probably an AEW version already exists out there. Um, I, but I would imagine it will be in the style of No Mercy because the Young Bucks, if anything, are very nostalgic for that game and that period. When they were talking about doing action figures, they wanted to sign it with LJN because they used to do action figures in the day. So they want to have old like style wrestling ones? figures. No, these were the Hasbro ones. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they want to have like, you know, old school style merchandise that reminds them of their youth. Because they're nostalgic. What's the WCW one where it's all in the backstage That was area. the backstage assault. Yes. Yeah. I think it'll engine. be like that. Yeah, built on yeah. the same engine. I'm also going to correct myself. I'm not sure if it was Samojo's debut. He might have debuted at a different okay. show. But I just want to put that out there because if I yeah. if I got it wrong, someone will point out to me. Um, Stu Sizer, um, in my honest, Bret Hart really was the best there is and was in WWE. In fact, my dream match would be Bret versus Brian in a submission match. Both technical geniuses in the ring and would like to have a five-star match by anyone's standards. Who would you say was the best ever in WWE and what would the dream match be for them? Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle versus Daniel Bryan. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold versus Hulk Hogan. Different kinds of matches we've gone for there. Mine would be a technical masterpiece. Yep. Yours would be star power. Box office. Exactly. Box office draw, pal. Both good answers. Chris Thorne. Is Seth doing the exact same thing that Roman was doing when he was the made the top guy? Obviously referring to Seth Rollins' um, quote-unquote brilliant use of Twitter. Um, hmm. I wasn't watching at the time, but discussions on Reddit are making me feel that way. I've uh, lately found myself going uh, from a huge Rollins mark to wanting someone else to beat him for the title. Um, so we'll answer that question first, then he's got a follow-up question. Yeah, it is unfortunate that Seth, and you know, maybe he is a good guy and he's just feeling a lot of pressure working in WWE and he feels like he has to defend his company because, you know, that's his work. But he has come across awfully on Twitter. And sometimes it just takes a few stupid comments. God knows I've had a few. Oh, yeah. For, for you to suddenly go, you know what, I don't know if I like you as much as I used to. Not like you know, they hate Seth Rollins or anything, but a bit of the shine's taken off. Yes. Uh, because before then, he in my mind, he was always Seth Rollins. He's amazing everywhere. He's that gauntlet match. Yeah. But now it's like, ah. Yeah. Uh. And it was really funny as well because his whole thing was just like, no one works harder than me. No one does this more than me. And he's not even like the top five people who's had. Baron Corbin's had more matches than Seth Rollins does. So apparently yeah. Seth Rollins does it more than... Yeah. than, than uh, he does. Uh, Baron Corbin, whatever. I'm doing bad for talking today. His follow-up question is, uh, what are your guys' preferences in music? I never seem to hear about your favorite bands, or artists, or genres uh, since it's not brought up. I tend to love hip-hop, but Ed Sheeran's latest album is my favorite of all music albums. I feel like we talk, well, we talk about music a lot in the NXT mm. uh, reviews because everyone in NXT wears band T-shirts of bands that I like, so they instantly become my favorite. Shayna Baszler was wearing a Slayer T-shirt this week, so she's my new favorite wrestler of all time. Killian Dane made his return wearing a Tool T-shirt, so he became my favorite wrestler that week. Um, but do you want to answer, what are your musical tastes? Uh, I would, you know, probably sort of experimental indie. I don't really know what the genre is, but anything that groups Arcade Fire... And the yeah, yeah, yeahs. 
and uh, that oh god what's in there Everything Everything mm-hmm. is a more current version of these bands yep that would be my go-to music yeah or we, Taylor Swift obviously yeah we have a um, uh, a group on WhatsApp where we're recommending each other albums and each person has to choose a new album every week and I just want to point out that you made it a competition because you wanted everyone to like your choice but and I was like dude it's not a competition but if it was I would definitely be winning because everyone's loved the album that I picked this week I don't hate it <laughs> It's no front bottoms. <laughs> listen to the front bottoms, everyone. Talon of the Hawk. No, everyone should listen to Rush's Moving Pictures because that's the album that everyone likes that I choice. Uh, the Dizziest Bloke Going Today said, should pay-per-views be cut down to one every two months so feud storylines can fully develop to a better conclusion? No. No. No, I like the once a month uh, progression. We just had that. We just had that with the brand-specific brand pay-per-views. Yeah, it didn't work out. Uh, we just need to cut the length of the pay-per-views down and put some of those matches that aren't good enough to be on the pay-per-view onto the go-home shows. There it is. Uh, dear Ollie Luke, this comes in from Abnahav. Uh, dear Ollie Luke, Laurie, Pete, SoCal Val, Simon, and Name Redacted. I always have uh, an issue with the reunion shows, and after watching Raw Reunion, I felt I had the same one. All these shows are meant to be feel-good shows, and hence in majority segments, a face character is put over, and a heel is shown to look like a chump. This time, Rey Mysterio was the face, whereas Sami Zayn was the heel. Why can't these shows ever put over a heel? Imagine all the baddies from the past era help the heel to win. In the Mysterio Zayn match, instead of RVD, Angle, Hurricane, and Slaughter, the NWO came out to help Sami. It would make sense and it would help elevate Sammy. The NWO would get a nice pop and it would be better than the DX segment. What do you guys think? Lots of love. Laurie's number one fan, Abhernav. Yeah, I guess you don't usually get heels, legend heels helping out current day heels. Yeah. Because I suppose there's an argument that most legends, it's very hard to book them as heels because people just want to cheer them. Yeah. Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, like there came a point in their career where people are going to cheer no matter what. Million Dollar Man is different mm-hmm. uh, because that's just his character, but people are only mock dislike. But even him. then, he's going to get a baby face pop exactly. when he comes out because he's got the legend. Vince Russo, God bless his heart, was determined to make Sting a heel in TNA. He's just mm. desperate to make Sting a heel, but it's like, no one's booing Sting in, in 2011, yeah. mate. It's not happening. But in terms of these special shows not putting over heels, one of the best examples of a nostalgia show to get over the, the actual current day stars. Raw 1000 was all built around getting over CM Punk as a heel. Yeah. He turned heel on the rock. Yeah. So that's, uh, I, I, I don't take your point. Um, Reese says, Dear Ollie, Luke, Laurie, Pete, Simon, other Office Space users, the gosh darn uh, Blake Ham. God damn it, Blake Ham. The messy child in the corner who can't mark a microphone. Uh, something I've been thinking of for a while, but the SmackDown review brought it to the front of my mind. To you fellas, is there anything that can be done to save the character of Dolph Ziggler? I've noticed it's gotten so bad that you are no longer wishing to see him go anywhere, even like ROH or AEW, instead of wishing him to go away for good. Personally, I feel that maybe, and I can't stress that enough how much of a maybe this is, a 20 to 30 minute match with HBK with Ziggler going over could save him but only if they keep that momentum up I know that Ollie has his heart set on hmm. AJ versus HBK uh, but I feel like that was meant for Triple H oh that line was yes meant for Triple yeah H. I, I see that could that could either way I'd love to hear your thoughts so yeah do you think that Dolph could be turned around in the audience eyes with the 20 30 minute HBK match yeah maybe that's the problem I, I can't you know usually when these guys are underused and mistreated and badly booked on the main roster You've got about 20 ideas of how to turn it around. Like, oh, you could do this, 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 this. It's easy. But it's been going on so long with Ziggler that I've steadily been exhausted of ideas. And I'm just, I can't invest in him anymore, which is a real shame. Because I, you know, 
said before, there was I was I was a huge Dolph Ziggler fan. It's ten years too late, mm-hmm. or even five years too late. Uh, the guy who wants to support says, "Hello, Screen Stalker, Rest Talk Crew, and Blake ha- Crap, you piece of ham. Mm-hmm. Who is your favorite independent wrestler at the moment? Not counting any NXT UK wrestlers. For me, it's none other than the independent himself, David Starr." Cara Noir. Cara Noir, what a great shout. Cara Noir, fantastic entrance. Really solid in-ring wrestler oh, from so what I've good, seen. Yeah. He's just got a presence about him. And speaking of Cara Noir, I'm going to say Pac. Go yeah, there. okay. <laughs> and because his Riptide match, it just made me think of mm. uh, the Riptide match that Pac had with Cara Noir, which was one of my favorite matches of, of this year. It was absolutely stunning. Big mark for David Starr as well. Big, yes, big, yeah. big, big fan of him. Uh, James Huntley said, WWE has suffered with live event attendance for the past number of months. Here in Canada, they are advertising Corbin and Evans in a mixed tag versus Seth and Becky in late September, six months after the feud started. I understand that card is subject to change, but they are still advertising these boring and way overplayed matches. Do you think the low attendance is because of what they advertise as the main events and the matches for the <laughs> event, or is there another underlying issue that could be the reason? I think most people buy tickets to WWE shows because it's a WWE show. Correct. That's what WWE wants. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, that's what WWE have created when it really should be about, oh, I want to see this star, I want to see this star. Uh, So, I I mean, they'll change that. 100%. That that will just be when they first put the matches on, the, the show on sale, that was the big feud at the moment, and then they'll update it close to the time to get another influx of tickets yeah i'm still baffled there i still on a weekly basis someone will send me something saying hey this was advertised in my local area is it a spoiler for x pay-per-view and i'm like no it's just that's the feud that's at the moment it's just card subject to change mm. well there was like you know 2017 and 2018 there was at least three or four stories where stuff like that came out to be true yeah but i'm talking more like yeah. advertising seth versus baron corbin oh yeah you know, that, those sorts of matches. Uh, Kenneth Houston says, like, for example, Brian versus Roman is being advertised for house shows after SummerSlam, which could fuel those fires that it is mm. Brian versus Roman at, uh, at SummerSlam. Uh, Kenneth Houston said, I just had a master of a thought. If they make it an I quit match, the Owens clip of him saying I quit, what if the mastermind is to mankind Kevin Owens the same way they did with Foley in the I quit match with The Rock? They play the clip for Shane in the match at SummerSlam so he can win, leading to a five on five at Survivor Series. That only works if it is booked to be an I quit match because if it's not an I quit match then it's just it's a straight singles match with the stipulation that he quits if he loses mm, yeah because at the moment it's just yeah you're right uh, I, do, I don't think that's the right choice either because Kevin Owens is, has got some momentum right now and you want to just give him wins you don't want to have these contrived storylines all oh, the heel keeps on he needs a big win and then he can get onto an actual program with an actual wrestler I'm going to disagree. I think it's a great idea, and I think they should do it. Whoa! But, you know, I don't think you can have to keep Kevin off TV. I mean, John Cena never stayed off TV when he was fired, so you just have him coming out. And it's more, it's more badass for Owens to come in and attack Shane. You get more gloating Shane to lead to that Survivor, uh, Survivor Series, where it is, if I win, I'm reinstated, mm. and if you lose, you're gone forever. I guess in my head that just means... Shane versus Owens is going to continue. But it is. It's got Survivor Series down oh. the road, mate. He's the star. Talking to Shane, obviously. Um, Gigi Baxter says, I've always thought that after losing to Taker at Mania, Bray Wyatt should have retired uh, retired him at Survivor Series and in so bringing Taker's career full circle. Many years later, do you think that's the route they should have gone down? Beat the demon, retire the dead man, or is there any way else you could have seen Bray face off against? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I think if you're going to do that story, I think Bray should have won Eventually. at WrestleMania. 
Oh, okay, yeah. And then that's Undertaker's last match if you're going to stick to it. Because of all the people that Undertaker could have put over to really cement in that top echelon, I think Punk and Bray were the last two. Yeah, it really was. Uh, then then all the others just didn't didn't really work for me. I mean, Brock was already a star. I get the argument that that really... So was Roman. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, no, I agree. But I think if they were going to beat... Um, Bray at WrestleMania, then he should have won at a later date. So they should have had a return match where Bray could have had a mm. win and, and Taker put him over. Jonathan Hewling says, would you like to see WWE go back to their gang warfare philosophy they had in the late 90s? If so, what two factions would you like to see form that aren't already in existence? Ooh. So not including the OC or the Undisputed Era. Well, yes. I always say I you want factions. You always go for that. Uh, two factions... That aren't already in existence. Well, then you just you're just lumping people together, and I, I'd like to have a reason for them being together. Well, some people could fit, so maybe there's a Sammy, Kevin, and ah, uh, who's another former Ring of Honor guy Chris on the Hero. main roster? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, like a Chris Hero, Cesaro, Cesaro, Sammy, and Kevin. Yeah, um, the real kings of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, but the, I mean, the, I don't want to get a League of Nations vibe <laughs> with anyone. <laughs> Uh, oh, have you got any ideas? I haven't, no, because as I said, like you just sort of end up kind of grouping people together, and I, I'd like there to be some sort of, sort of, sort of storyline reason for it, in which case we're getting into fantasy booking warfare um, territory, and if we're going to do that, I'd like to be able to sit down. Okay, uh, who's not on the main roster? Uh, Imperium and British Strong Style. Yeah. Uh, also, the, the sort of, not Latino world order, don't call them that, but... Uh, a Mexican contingent, mm. I think, would be really good because, unfortunately, a lot of them are floundering. Yeah. It would give them something to do. Yeah. Do you want to do one more? Yes. Uh, Lendl Branson says, The recent WrestleRamble Extra podcast reminded me of a question I've wanted to ask you guys for quite some time. How much of an impact do you believe Triple H's injury in 2001 had on the Invasion storyline, particularly Kurt Angle's push? Considering that Austin and Triple H at the time of Hunter's injury were the top heels and Angle just replaced them as a top heel and later a top babyface. Do you believe it would have just been Triple H and Austin feuding during the summer of 2001? And if so, do you think they would have uh, placed Angle? I guess the same question could be asked to Chris Benoit since he and Jericho with the top babyface at the time of Benoit's injury. Sorry for the long mailbag. Would just like to know your respected opinions. Yeah, I think that was obviously the plan. But also... I disagree on that as the plan. Well, I was going to say, well, Hunter... So that that was when Hunter and Austin were uh, the the two-man power power trip. trip. Oh, yeah, which was to set up Triple H as the big babyface. Yeah. But then Hunter got injured, and that's when they got behind Kurt as the big leader. Because they needed a new babyface to go against Austin. Yeah. Because Austin, Austin going against Benoit, Jericho, Taker, and Kane had not worked with Austin as their heel. So, yeah, so it already would have really impacted. Mm. It would have been Triple H probably in the position of Kurt Angle. Yeah, and that's weird because I still, whenever I, I think of Triple H as a wrestler, he's a heel in my head because he never really had that proper definitive babyface run. Yeah. So maybe that's what's missing from his career. But I st- he's one of those guys that's always always a heel. I, d- I don't think I would have accepted it in my head. Like, Ric Flair is always a heel. Yeah. And that's who he models himself on, really. I w- Yeah, I wonder if they would have probably either stuck to their guns and gone with Triple H versus Austin at SummerSlam, or whether they'd have had Triple H also go with the Alliance and then built it into a uh, babyface mm. turn later down the line. Um, yeah, I don't know, maybe. It's, it's, it's certainly interesting. Although Triple H in his book um, does say that he wasn't expecting to get a big babyface reaction when he came back in 2002, despite the fact all the videos in the lead-up to him were positioning him as a big babyface making a big return. Oh, I had no idea that was going to happen. Get out, mate. Absolute balderdash. 
Michael has emailed in to say, Hello, Luke, Ollie, El Fagador, Pete, and the other ones. I have an elite Rusev Hay. Wow. I live in Orlando and I'm a theme park YouTube vlogger. I'll link to my channel oh my if you God. want to check it out. Not looking for a plug. That's a job even more complicated to explain to my grandparents than <laughs> ours. <laughs> there, are, there are quite a few podcasts now about theme park goers and yeah. and i think there's one called theme park the ride the uh, the podcast which, which sounds like a lot of fun they were on talking simpsons recently and there's defunct land which you and i've been watching mm, a lot of as of late show. love me some defunct land really really good stuff it's becoming a big thing uh, i think maybe that's another avenue we need to look we need to just explore the uk scene a bit um a few months ago i was at disney hollywood studios with my mum or mom and she wanted to do the frozen sing-along which we get here at the prince charles cinema oh, yeah it's a great i've i've been to a frozen sing-along and i was unprepared for my usually stoic friend to know every single word even for the mine of it did they finish each other's sandwiches yeah um my mum was kind of a she didn't really believe that they were a thing and then I said, oh, I've been to one. She was like, have you? And I was like, yeah, no, me and, me and Kate went to one um, when they first started doing the Prince Charles. We did them before they were cool. And uh, so we went to them and it was brilliant because they blow like, like fake snow out of you and stuff. And it's really, really good. And then she was asking like, what other ones did they do? And it's like, well, Muppets Christmas Carol Sing Along. And then my mum's eyes like lit up. She's like, uh-huh. let's do that in December. And I was like, well, my birthday is in December and it's hey. on a Saturday this year. So maybe we'll do like a big family outing. Yeah, my, my dad was not thrilled by the prospect of it. Does she know you do the voices? I did warn. I was like, just beware, I do like to do the voices. Uh, if you didn't listen around December time, folks, me, uh, Luke invited me and my girlfriend to see the Muppets Christmas Carol sing along with him and a load of friends, and we got there, and it was just Luke. Unfortunately, a lot of my friends pulled out <laughs> at the last minute. It was a dumb, it was it was me and my girlfriend on a date and, I like and I Luke was it. there yeah. and Luke just turned to us before the movie begins lights have already gone down he just goes I do the voices by the way <laughs> <laughs> so funny uh, anyway, sorry, back to Michael's email. Um, he <laughs> says, uh, we were running late, so I was hurrying her uh, to get along to the show. I looked ahead at, uh, and I saw a curly, blonde, almost white hair. I immediately recognized it as Kenny Omega. Whoa. I lost my mind. I oh, turned geez. to my mom. I'm excited right now. I turned to my mom and I whispered, holy S, that's Kenny effing Omega. My mom, being a mom, screams, who's Kenny Omega? Oh. Mom. I immediately covered my face like my mum just turned a girl I have a crush on and I like oh, or just was told it a girl. Shot? I look up and Kenny is standing there no. laughing. Oh no. I kept my distance. I have oh. met other wrestlers in the parks who are jerks. Velveteen Dream's an a-hole. And I didn't he want He could have been in gimmick. <laughs> and I didn't want him to be mean to me and ruin it. We ended up getting sat behind him during oh. the show. Oh, Wait, was this for a Frozen sing-along? I've watched Kenny Omega sing along to Let It Go From Frozen, and it was every bit as amazing as you would think. I asked him before if I could grab a photo, and he said yes. After the show, he bolted, and I thought it was uh, just because he wanted to go out on his day. I was crushed. I got outside and found him waiting for me. What a sweetheart. We talked for a few minutes about wrestling, and I told him I would be at Fighter Fest and was looking forward to seeing him that in ring for the year. first time live. I wanted him. To, I asked him to do a quick 30 seconds for my YouTube, but I didn't want to ask him to do work for free. He was also with Michael Nakazawa. What? <laughs> 
who also took a picture with me. Dummy me was so clueless that the two girls with them were two Japanese wrestlers who wrestled Nyla Rose at Fighter Fest. I realized it oh at the show God. the next day. Sorry for so long, but here are the pictures. Keep up the great work. And there's our boy, Michael, with, with Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. And Michael Nakazawa. Oh, jeez. What was his name, sorry? Um, his name, uh, sorry, is uh, Michael. Michael, that is joint my favorite Rusev Hay ever. What's your other favorite? I like the one on the airport. Yes, well, the, the driving. Yeah, yeah. sticks in my head. Oh, 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 no, do you know what my other favorite is? Yeah. The Ruby Riot one where they didn't have enough. Oh, I didn't to... have money for cabs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's also that's good. That's also really But good it also one. makes me quite sad. Yeah. This one is pure glee. It's so much glee. It's like that, the, the image of Kenny Omega singing Let It Go at the top of his lungs it fills me with so much joy. Oh. Oh, I hope he turned. I'll try and tweet him, see if he just <laughs> materializes in the studio. That is next week's tweet along. I heard you like Frozen, let it go. Can we sing it together? Yeah. Um, Ellie, I'm going to make a note of that. Yeah. Uh, Ellie Garcia has also, emailed, has also emailed in to say, Hi, Luke and the Scooby-Doo gang. I just wanted to tell you about my favorite Rusev Hay, uh, but wasn't sure which way of communicating. I think it's by email. I used to watch WrestleTalk News and show and recaps, and then I switched jobs. I filled up on podcasts and found you in the SWAF Nation. I'm also grateful for the consistent content, and I'll get on with my story now. A few summers ago, I went to a progress show in New York City. After the show, I got in line to meet a few of the wrestlers and take pictures. I got some photos with Deanna Parazzo, Matt Riddle. I took a picture of Keith Lee from afar because he was so large. Hmm. And of course... British Strong Style. However, the venue wanted to kick us out as I got to the front. Trent Seven said we were all going to meet outside, line up, and take pictures like that. As we got to the front, the venue security card said we couldn't because uh, uh, do it there either. So, Trent, Tyler, and Pete started jogging around the block to get away from the venue, and the crowd followed them. When <laughs> I finally got my picture, he was saying, quick, give me the phone, iPhone or Android. He grabbed my phone and my iPhone and agreed that Android suck. Thank you for taking my <laughs> email i hope i did this right picks attack or uh, attached or it didn't happen and there it is there's tyler with oh and that's Trent. good and tyler is shirtless which makes him jogging around the block even funnier he doesn't care does he doesn't care and that's him with matt riddle king of bros nice and there's you wearing your young bucks t-shirt oh that's really cool mark but good, good for them british strong style absolutely thank you so G- much like for giving the fans in. what they want that's uh really really good that's two good reset pages yeah, back to back i know your what, note now i know what the fans want iTunes reviews, Luke. Okay, so do you um, you don't want to do a get better then? I'll do a get actually, better. Oh, no, actually, no, do you know what? Because remember uh, we had that email in from Dave who sent in his get better and then he was talking about the birth of his daughter and he was wearing the Tommaso Champa yes. t-shirt. There was also a Rusev Hay in that email. So let's do that one and then we'll do yours and my favorite segment, <laughs> the iTunes reviews. Well, but we've had two really good Rusev Hays. Is this also a really good Rusev Hay? Oh, in fact, actually, I think I've read this one out. It's the one with Robbie E. Why is that still in my emails then? Right. In, ca- in which case then, do you want a get better? Or yes. Do you want a- okay, let's get, get, into a get better. Get good. Yeah, because yeah, then it can, l- it, can, it can hold up on its own. doesn't have to compete with stuff in the same segment. Okay. This first sentence is tough. Okay. To read or just, just thematically? Just, well, no, no. Just to, to read. Bad grammar? No, no. It's to read and hear. Okay. This comes in from Frank who says... Is uh, it nasty towards us? My dog was diagnosed with throat <gasps> cancer recently. <sighs> Oof, that is tough. Oh. 
And she had a lot of trouble re uh, breathing, let alone eating. She lost four pounds of her 38 in days, bringing her to an emergency room early Wednesday morning for the breathing turned into having her to be put down. Oh, Even uh, had we opted for surgeries, we were told her survival rate was 65%. She at best would only be able to recover less than 50% and she would be in constant pain. She was about 16 and I had to have her put down. Although I'm in a bit of debt after mine and my girlfriend's surgeries and my inability to work for a long time while recovering, the money had nothing to do with the decision. I simply couldn't let her be in pain in the remaining time she was with us. Estimated to be, at best, a few months, even if she came through the surgeries. So at 2 a.m. she left us, and while I could not be with my previous dog when she had to go in 2000 when she was 18, myself and my girl stayed with Dax until the end. We miss her and are very sad. I'm just now trying to get back to work, and if you could mention this on air for the girls and maybe ask the Swafters to send some well wishes, I'm sure they'd appreciate it a lot. As from Dax, uh, Dax Amandola was the name of the dog. My name is Frank, and my girls are Lynn and Sharon. To Dax. Yes, man. And uh, shout-outs to Sharon and... Lisa? You, uh, no, it was got it. Shannon and Lynn. Shannon and Lynn. And to Dax. And to Dax. That's, that's very sad that's to hear. very, very sad. 16 years, good innings for a dog. Sounds uh, yeah. like it had a lovely life. Absolutely, it certainly did. The, the iTunes reviews is a, a hard segue to make from that. Yeah, it really is, mate. You give, me, give me feels. <laughs> okay, so what I'm going to do instead is sort of lean into the hate. <laughs> I've found the most <laughs> probably unlistenable em review. Embrace the hate. Yeah, yeah, I've gone full dark side. <laughs> uh, I've found the most unlistenable review to read, and I'm going to do that one. So, um, unlistenable? Yes, okay. in terms of it is 80% emojis. <laughs> <laughs> because we asked people to just send random emojis at the end of their review. Yeah. So, thank you very much. B-Train524, who writes very consistent, five stars, random emojis. <coughs> Headphone emoji, bomb emoji, Skittles emoji, bomb emoji. Saxophone emoji, ribbon emoji, small pastry emoji, an emoji for the number two, a wash center emoji. A picture of a traffic person emoji times two. A picture of a generic male emoji. An emoji with the letters A, B, C, and D in each corner. An emoji with the number three. Another emoji of a generic male. Two emojis of generic females. Oh. A flag I don't recognise emoji. Oh, well, a flag I don't recognise emoji. The Greek flag emoji. A flag I don't recognise 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 emoji. The United States flag emoji. A flag I don't recognise emoji. A flag I don't recognise emoji. A flag I don't recognise emoji. The Scottish flag emoji. A fla the same flag I don't recognise emoji. A different flag I don't recognise emoji. A really complicated patterned flag emoji. Another flag I don't recognise emoji. Shocked face emoji. Thinking face emoji. Snoozing face emoji. Hand over mouth emoji. Vomiting emoji. Thinking emoji. Dollars in eyes and on tongue emoji. Shocked face emoji. Full on vomiting face emoji. Emoji wearing a cowboy top hat. 
shocked faced emoji, cowboy top hat emoji again, two big beaming smiling face emojis. Well, that was quite the ride. I think that might have won people over. (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) we'll draw this to a close. Thank you so, so much for listening. We'll be back on uh, Tuesday. Big, big week next week because not only will we have NXT uh, predictions, we'll also have SummerSlam predictions. And then we're going to have go-home shows for Raw, SmackDown and NXT ahead of... NXT TakeOver Toronto and SummerSlam. It's a big, big weekend. So that does mean there won't be a traditional Saturday show next week. Yeah, but you'll you'll be super served with content anyway. Also, Luke isn't on the Raw review. That's right. Uh, you're yes. right. I'm not on the Raw review because I am I'm going to a wedding on Monday. I cannot believe people get married on Monday. It's obscene. Which means I then have to take the Tuesday off work as well. I've had to take two days off work to go to this one wedding. It's better than SummerSlam, though. Like, imagine if it was at that weekend on SummerSlam. Yeah, that's very true, yeah. And actually, I really like the people, so I'm actually quite happy to go. Plus, I, I quite like wearing a suit. Mm. You know, I was wearing a shirt yesterday. You look dapper. Thanks, mate. I also wore a tie when we went out to... Oh, a bow tie. Get, I didn't get to tell you about this place that we went to, which was not as high class as it makes itself out to be. Uh. Considering that it was a rooftop bar in Kensington, and you had to, like they were like exclude you have to book tables and then you have to get to the door you have to prove that you've got a table booking then you have to get the lift up there and then prove again that you've got a table booking to get through and be shown to your table and actually it's like any other pub I've ever been to oh yeah but with great views well yeah, sort of. I did have a very nice plant-based burger, though, and um, some plant-based chicken nuggets, which were delightful, I will say. And more gin than I probably should have had. And then we got home and watched three episodes of Fresh Off the Boat while drinking wine. I'm amazed I got up to do the news today. That's that's That's, that's my, a good innings. It's a good innings. Anyway, thank you so, so much for listening. We'll be back next week with loads and loads of content. Love you. Goodbye. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.